Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Lee Cantor here, another informative and exciting edition of Learning Insights. I'm joined in the studio with um, Leanne Lankford from Training Pros. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you, Lee. Training Pros is a big month for you guys. This is when you kind of step back and have a little gratitude for a certain constituency, huh? Yes, this is Consultant Appreciation Month. So the way we like to talk about it is you always appreciate the consultants, but we set aside one month a year to show them, like kind of like Mother's Day. But Mother's Month. It's yeah. even better than Mother's Day. Right. Well, <laughs> since we have so many consultants, it takes a while to appreciate all of them. So what happens in, a, in a, the month? What are some of the highlights? Well, so this year, what we have planned is the usual random drawings from our consultants to give away. We do gift cards and things like that, giveaways. Um, next week, we're going to have a, um, a large talent screening day where we're meeting new consultants we haven't met yet in person. All of us will be together and meeting them. Uh, the following week, they'll, we're inviting consultants to be guests on your Learning Insights radio show. And then the following week after that, we're having a, a social get gathering for them where we're buying all the food and letting them just meet each other and network and get together. Now, is this happening at Training Pros here in Atlanta or all the Training Pros all over the country? This is Atlanta's Consultant Appreciation Month, but they do this in other cities as well. They just choose a different month sometimes. Well, that's a great service. I'm sure the consultants appreciate it. They enjoy it. They have a good time. Now, who did you bring with you today? It's going to well, be a great show. Interesting <laughs> perspective. Usually you're, you're one guest at a time kind of strategy. So this is kind of you doubled the pleasure here. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I initially invited Julie Johnson here from is it Xerox Learning Services? Learning Solutions. Learning Solutions. And she asked if she could bring along with her the one of her major clients internally, and that would be Brett Rose from Delta Airlines. Hi. Well, welcome. Now, Julie, um, you were you wanted to bring Brett in for what reason? What were you thinking? What was going on? Well, I was hoping he would sing for us today. Actually, is that his thing? That's his. He's okay. he's great. He'll 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 entertain you later with that. Uh, no, I just thought it was important as we talk about uh, learning solutions uh, and what we we do and what we bring to the marketplace to bring our client mm -hmm. and to bring someone that we have a really strong partnership that's had some I think some significant impact on their business. And then, can you talk a little bit? Of, let's go kind of broader first. Let, let's talk about um, Xerox and learning as a whole. Can you share a little bit about that? Like philosophy, what is your, like, how do you go to market? Uh, actually, we're one of the largest learning business process outsourcing uh, uh, companies in, in the world. Uh, we have a global presence and we provide a, a myriad of services from content development, whether it's ILT or instructor-led or web-based. Um, we have major production studios, so we do videos and we are able to do animations and bring interesting experiences to life. We do strategy work. So it's a pretty robust set of offerings that we're able to bring to our clients globally. So then a client like Delta, how does that kind of evolve? Like, is there some entry point of a small project and it expands or how, how do you guys do business? Um, actually, what the work that we're doing with Delta is a part of a larger business process outsourcing um, engagement. So we also support um, 
uh, their human resources, payroll, uh, retirement, um, outsourcing as well. And learning is one of the significant towers uh, in which we provide services. So um, it, it, it has a, a, a myriad of, I guess, ways in which we're engaged from actual building content to strategy, uh, consultation, uh, to building prototypes and models for, for future innovation. Now, Brett, uh, when you're working with Xerox, is, do you look at them more, it sounds like they're very integrated into your business. So it's not kind of a traditional vendor relationship. It sounds like it's much deeper than that. Yeah, it's, it goes quite a bit deeper than that. We'd uh, begin our relationship with Xerox a couple names ago before it was Xerox, <laughs> uh, getting involved with them uh, for a very specific need. And it was a smaller uh, training development effort for our tech ops group. And that's grown over the years until, you know, it's gotten out to our other divisions. It's gone into our corporate departments and things like that. And we, so we do a variety of projects with them. Um, they are not on site as some vendors will be necessarily. They're kind of spread all over the place. Uh, but we engage them for a number of projects. They work very closely with our client with our client groups and uh, do analysis and design up front, see it all the way through. They have project managers. I kind of manage the whole uh, relationship with them and uh, kind of source those, create the pipeline, keep it going, all of that fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we partner very closely with them on the, on the actual work. Now, how has the, how has it evolved over the years? Like you mentioned that it was pre Xerox or the name Xerox. Yeah. Before Xerox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it started primarily as a very narrow scope for developing some e-learning content specifically for tech ops. And it so kind there of, was like a, you had a problem and you're like, hey, let's have these guys take a look at this problem and solve this for us? Yeah, there was a certain number of hours of content that they needed converted, I believe, way back when. This was before my time, in fact. Um, and so the relationship evolved. They started providing other additional services. They built out some uh, courseware interfaces and templates that we use so that we could actually have a more efficient production cycle and that sort of thing. But over time, um, you know, we worked with a variety of different groups and it was a little bit slow sometimes. And it was, you know, there was communication issues sometimes and trying to work with onshore, offshore, all those different components that happen with vendors right now. Uh, or typically. And uh, once we kind of made the transition, it was right around the same time that I took over the the relationship and Julie came onto our account. Uh, we really tried to open the doors on that. It was a fairly narrow box that they worked with and it was a certain type of e-learning, certain type of projects, and that was kind of it. And so we really tried to expand it to say, well, what's the need? How can we meet the need instead of just shoehorning it into this model. So you were trying to look at it more holistically rather than just kind of pigeonhole it as one? Exactly. Yeah. If, if we needed just a video made or just some graphics, we could, you know, find a resource for that where traditionally that had been a very difficult ask um, given the situation. And we've, you know, Julie has been instrumental in really opening up that door to say, well, you know what, we have all these resources. Let me get you connected with the right ones. So there has to be a lot of trust in order for a relationship like this to work. Is Absolutely. There, did you did you have trouble like from a corporate standpoint to say, hey, look, we're going to really go all in with these guys. We got to make sure that we're all on the same page. Was that difficult from political politically? 
Uh, to some extent, I think there was some history that had to be overcome, <laughs> um, some challenges there in the past. But uh, as we've both worked together very closely to expand those offerings and to really meet the needs of, of our client groups, the trust came pretty quickly. And some groups, you know, they kind of do their own thing and and have an internal team and that sort of thing. But for the ones who have uh, decided to use Xerox a fair amount, the uh, the trust is there. And they, they definitely work very closely with them. I kind of make sure everything's running smoothly and they get what they need and we get what we need. But, you know, they, they handle the day-to-day pretty well on their own. Yeah. I'd, I'd say we pretty much blew up the box. Did <laughs> oh, you yeah. say that? We, we I, I blew think it up. so. You made your own box. No, we didn't make a new box. We just blew it up. <laughs> Different yeah. box. Yeah. So now, um, how do you watch each other's back? Because that's how this has to work, right? You have to believe they're going to kind of watch your back a little bit and you have to help them by watching their back. Yeah, well, I think that's instrumental. I, I, I think at, at the, the crux of it is really that we have a shared goal and vision and that's to bring excellent products mm-hmm. to the Delta population. And I think that's pretty clear. I, I don't think that there's any gap or, or feeling as if we, we would do something different if we were sourcing these services internally for ourselves. Right. So we, we treat Delta as we would want to be treated and have the same ex- success uh, goals uh, in mind that we would internally as we would for our clients. So now if you were to give uh, somebody out there that's looking to create a partnership on their own, any tips, what are kind of the must-haves and what are the nice-to-haves? when you're building a relationship of this depth? Um, I, I think it's primarily based on a lot of open and honest communication and about what the issues are, what needs to be addressed. And we have a check-in pretty much weekly. Uh, we have a team meeting with the project managers and Julie and myself to just basically run through our dashboard of projects and talk status, challenges, issues, whatever's going on that we need to address. Um they know they can reach out to me at any time to escalate issues uh, from the project managers if they need to. And if I see something come up or anything like that, then I can, you know, run interference on on our side and, you know, talk to Julie about it or whoever I need to. And, you know, we have a lot of back and forth just, you know, whenever we need to, basically. It's not so structured. I think that was part of what really blew up the box is there, there were so many structures and constraints around everything. It you couldn't move. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that Brett's absolutely right. I think communication has been critical um, and allowing ourselves to be free from some of the bureaucratic ridiculousness that can really just in, you, you end up in a box even when you think you're out of it. Right. So we, we were able to build some automated workflows that allowed our documentation to move forward in a way that wasn't as time consuming as perhaps in the past. And so we just brought some innovation to our processes that allowed for more strategic engagement and conversations that didn't have to focus on, did you, you know, how are we sending this document through? Right. How are we processing like this, this document? checklist that you're just going down point by point. Exactly. Because right. business is more free-flowing than that. It has to be fluid and there has to be room for those kind of pivots, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think that one of the keys, right, and I think it's sort of the unstated um reality is you have to have talented folks, right? You have to have, I mean, Brett is a, you know, he's a pretty smart guy, right? Don't hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, that's recorded now. So he is. It. He's a very smart guy. That, that's his new ringtone now is you saying that. Yeah, he, we right. play that. Brett's a very smart guy and his team is very, very smart. And, and the stakeholders are, are real. I mean, these are folks who 
fly airplanes and keep them in the air. So you're, you're talking about some pretty high level intelligence, you know, in the room. And we are able to bring together a team from the Xerox side that are very capable, very creative, very um, skilled uh, individuals. And when you bring that together, I mean, there's some really great opportunities and things that can come from that when you've sort of mitigated the busyness and the busy work of things and right. really opened the door to innovation. Now, can you share some, maybe there's been some, um, because Xerox is such a global presence and you have best practices in other areas, were you able to bring some of those best practices working with other clients to Delta in order to improve processes or outcomes? Absolutely. I mean, we, we have the benefit of being able to, to leverage a long history as well as a, a global footprint. So, you know, just off the top of my head is we, we put together SharePoint workflows that allow more seamlessness in terms of our document integration and movement between us. And that was we were able to do that because of some of the depth within our own organization. Uh, we recently worked on a mobile learning strategy uh, where we were able to to have some real in-depth conversation about how, how do you leverage the new technology and bring um, appropriate learning to, to appropriate glass devices and the right templates and technology. So I would absolutely say that we, we've been able to bring um, an expanded cadre of, of capability based on our work uh, globally with other clients. Right. And I think it's, not, you know, you have to have a process. You have to have the documents, all those things. There's the business and the legal requirements. But we've tried to not make that front and center. We've Absolutely. worked very hard to, you know, automate that, make it as simple as possible so that, you know, we know it's not just, you know, here's one project, then the next. We know we've got, you know, 40, 50, 60 projects through the year we're going to be doing. And how can we get those lined up, get resources as painlessly planned for as possible, and then move forward with those and just, you know, focus on getting the clients what they need, finding the solutions that are going to make the most sense, and being able to vary, you know, if we have the process, then we know when we can vary a little as we need to be more flexible, more agile to meet the needs. So now, um, being a technology company, how have you leveraged the technology to um, benefit Delta? Well, I think in a, in a myriad of ways. I, I think one of the things that we're able to to, to, to discuss, and, and because one of the things, I mean, I don't know how honest Brett will be about it on on on, on this live mic, but <laughs> Brett's a very technically inclined individual. Um, so Brett is a wonderful partner in, in, in pushing us to to go beyond and look at other solutions. So when so one, that's a perfect client, right? Because oh, you awesome. want the person that is kind Pushy. of kind of leading. <laughs> well, well, you're looking for a technology solution, yeah. right? Because you want speed and you want um, the ability to do things kind of very quickly and to adjust quickly. And technology often affords you that. So now, so you have somebody that's pushing you, which is probably different than in a lot of cases with other clients that Xerox has. Well, you know, many of our clients actually are, are pretty smart. Um, they're industry leaders. So everyone has their own ask. Right. Uh, and working with Brett, it's exciting because we're in a, a sort of a, a, a disruptive period in terms of learning technology. Um, platforms are changing on a, on, a, on a rapid pace. And so how do you stay attuned to the changes while still making sure you have quality products you know, hitting well, the it's a balance also that just because there's technology that can do something doesn't mean that it should do something, right? Like, right. The, you know, it could be just a shiny object out there that sounds like, oh, look, I read a blog post that says that this, you know, XYZ thing is the latest and greatest. And all of a sudden, you know, you're down some rabbit hole. 
Right. And and I think that's why we look to Xerox when we're looking at mobile. There's a lot of companies that go out there, they dabble with it. It's like, oh, hey, we found this new application. Let's go do this, you know, kind of go crazy. And we were looking, trying to be a little bit more strategic about it down the road. Where do we want to go? We know there's interest in this, but what are the best practices? How do we help people avoid the, the shiny object <laughs> aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was why we looked to them to say, you know what, you've got some experience, you've got all these contacts, bring, bring some expertise in, tell us what we, what we need to know. We, we think we know some things, but you know, we need some validation, some additional right. experience. And because they're immersed in it 24 seven, that's Absolutely. all they're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that was a great, uh, great benefit on that project. And what, of, can you of, share of, a little bit about that project? Uh, details, um, not a lot, but uh, we did put together a general strategy that we're working with implementing. We've got about five or six major initiatives going on right now, and mobile is kind of the, the last piece of it. So we're still working on, on implementing some of that. But it did uh, provide some great foundation work and then some uh, actual templates that we will use to provide for our developers to use um, internally so that we have some consistency and some better ease of use. Um, But I think the big eye-opener is asking those hard questions to everybody who's like, oh, yeah, mobile, we've got to have mobile, we want to do this, we want to do that. And it's like, okay, that's, that's great. Let's talk about how that's going to impact all these other factors and Things like that. And and again, it's, you know, with all of our divisions, it's like six different companies, basically, um, for their needs, their audiences, everything else. It's very, very varied. <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to really commend uh, Delta for this because I think so many people jump on the shiny object and Delta made a commitment to having a strategy and having a framework for success when mm-hmm. they went to, to a mobile when we wanted to look at mobile deployment. So, I mean, there are just many things to consider from the devices and support to what the look and feel will be, given that you have six different enterprises, you know, within your organization. Right, that have slightly different needs, right? Absolutely. How do you want to engage social learning? Um, how do you want to use the platforms to set up communities of practice? Um, what types of, of content, it which screens most appropriately? Um, so there's just a lot of things to consider beyond let me take this one hour e-learning and okay, now I can see it on my iPhone. I mean, that's right. clearly not a best practice, but <laughs> yeah. you'd be surprised how many people who are organizations that don't put that thought leadership behind these decisions just jump and think it's all about making a conversion from right, one to, make to the other. shrink to. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's so much more than that. Yeah. And when you've got, you know, a global, highly regulated industry, you've got to be thinking about everything on the backside that drives that, the connection points, the implications, the security. security. Yeah. You've got to partner with IT, everybody else to get all this stuff done. And so that was why we really wanted to make sure we tackled this beyond just a single project or a, hey, look at this uh, kind of aspect. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I push, I push for some technology sometimes. And, uh, but it's great because Julie's never says no way, can't do it. She'll always go out and, you know, find some expertise and and bring it back and we'll have the conversation and see what, what makes the most sense. And, you know, sometimes things work better than other times. They, they come up with new ideas. You know, it's all about finding what will, what will make the best fit for accomplishing the goal. And that goes back to the importance of having a partnership where that you're trusting that she has expertise and is, you know, best in class in her world. So you don't have to worry about some of the, because you don't know what you don't know. She's supposed to know what you don't know, right? 
Supposed to, yeah. <laughs> and if I don't, I know somebody who does. Exactly. Yep. But yes. can you share maybe an instance where you wanted something and she would kind of push back and said, hey, you know, that sounds good over here, but you're going to run into problems over there. Um. Wow. We, I don't know. We usually have a lot of back and forth conversations. Sometimes some of our client groups will say, oh, I want to do this. And it's usually... I don't know, I would say it's usually because they want to take something very simple and just say, oh, can we put 80 PowerPoints up here in this training space right. as, as a solution? And, and, and we're like, like you yeah. know what, there's some better things <laughs> we, we can do. We can do that, but we'd rather not do that. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It, and so, you know, sometimes the the client groups will, will go to the designer from Xerox or the project manager and say, oh, yeah, this is what we want to do or we want to expand on this uh, or maybe we have this crazy idea but again that's where she'll come back to me and say you know this is what they're talking about this is what they're thinking are you okay with that or you know we could do this you know this might be a better solution and and we can talk it through and because you're talking at a at a higher strategic level you're you're more concerned about getting the outcome they desire than just doing what they're asking right Right. and that's kind of more strategic thinking absolutely yeah And so that's the value. I mean, that's where the strength of the partnership is. That When you're all looking at it through that lens, you're going to get a better outcome than just a lot of times a vendor will say, yeah, we can do that. And they just do that. And you're like, well, great. Now that I've done that, it's worthless. You know, like that's not really what I wanted. I, that's just what I was articulating. I, it wasn't really at the heart of what I needed. Right. And, and I think Xerox has actually helped us with a another project from one of our groups that did kind of go down that route was like, Oh yeah, we can do that. And then we have to kind of unwind it and uh, (laughs) do some repair work. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So now um, from an innovation standpoint and you're uh, obviously an innovative company, how do you kind of get them to buy into stuff that you're seeing out farther along maybe than where they're at? You got to kind of bring them along. Well, I mean, you have to be prepared to make the pitch, right, to make the business case. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's an, an, an the, it just makes sense. It's very intuitive and well, it's right you, in front it of makes you. Sense. Right, well, well, for both of us, but sometimes right. maybe it's not as transparent. Right. So you have to dig a little deeper to to really get the buy-in. Um, but I think we've done some pretty exciting things. So I, what comes to mind is our um, our video series uh that we worked out. We had some very, very, very exciting content on airline revenue um, (laughs) formulas. Very, very exciting. I mean, you just can't, it's riveting to look at the economics behind the airline. Right. It's just riveting. And yet Brett was very open to having a creative spin on that. And Mm -hmm. so we ended up creating a series of, of animated shorts that had a graphic novel feel. So you literally felt like you were engaged. Like a comic book. Like a comic book. Right. A classier. Right. Graphic novel. To really convey the, these complex concepts that in a way that people could enjoy right. and, and partake and, 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 and have some humor. And that's one of the great things about Delta. I mean, I'm sure we all fly Delta, correct? So, Absolutely. you know, when you watch those, those safety videos, you pay attention because they're very engaging. They're fun. Right. And so we wanted to make sure that we brought to their stakeholders some of the experience that Delta so readily brings to their customers. And so we wanted to have a fun experience of 
Delta Airline financials. <laughs> <laughs> but that and, probably makes it fun for you guys to work on it too. Oh, absolutely. It's not just like, oh, here's another boring PowerPoint. Yeah, and it was it was a great example of reaching beyond the standard packaged e-learning because that that was actually based on a course that was two, two and a half hours long yeah. for new revenue management analysts and really got into the weeds. It was great if that was what you eat, sleep and drink and breathe is, you know, finances. But uh, we wanted something for more of a general audience. So, you know, you work for the airline, you do X for whatever niche that is. But, you know, what's the business model? How do we make money? How do we generate revenue? How do we make our keep you know, ourselves being successful so that we can, can, can continue as a business. And you don't need two hours of that. This, I think it ended up being a total, all six videos, I think were maybe 15 minutes, if even that. If that. Total? Yeah. Yeah. Total across all six. So they're, you know, anywhere from one to three and a half minutes, they're about somewhere in there. Um, General concepts right down into, here's some of the formulas. You all hear things about Rasm and chasm Kism. and things like that <laughs> yes. for, you know, revenue and costs and on different, you know, announcements from leadership. And as they talk through financials at the, at the different conferences and things like that. And it was just a great opportunity to say, look, here's some basic business acumen that you can gain in a few minutes, you know, raise, raise your awareness of the business, no matter what position you're in. I would have loved to see you explain that to the guy who the finance guy, you go, Oh, we're going to do a graphic novel. We're going to take this two and a half hour thing of you droning on and we're going to make a graphic novel in 15 minutes and six things. That must've been a fun conversation. It, they it loved it actually. It, it took a while. That's when we had to make a business case. But I think at the end of the day, you, it was undeniable that mm-hmm. this was far more interesting. Right. They couldn't, right. At the end of the day, when they're watching that, they can't even compare, right? They, they were a little skeptical at, at first, <laughs> but when they saw it, it was like, well, yeah, that's pretty good. You really didn't obliterate the content. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they'd always want more, want more right. but you know, yeah. it covers the basics and that was, that was, and the that goal. was the intention, right? Yep. So that's yeah. a, that's a great example. Uh, you have any others? That's a good one though. I, I'd frame that one. Yeah. That's in your portfolio. Shall we put the, okay. <laughs> it will do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think just reaching out for, uh, you know, some of the same resources for graphic artists and more visual depictions of, of concepts and ideas. That was always a challenge. You know, we've traditionally had a lot of clip art and stock photos right. and things like that. And we always got good stock images and everything from, from Xerox, but we started sourcing some of our own so that they had a Delta flavor but also looking for, you know, technical drawings or technical, very specific to scale um, and, and correct, uh, you know, drawings of aircraft for specific fleets, um, videos for some of our tech ops uh, projects that they needed, things like that, that we just, you know, I, I never understood why it was so difficult mm-hmm. to have, have happened, but <laughs> Once we kind of got together and working on this stuff, it was like, okay, this we can make this happen. We can do this, and it doesn't all have to be the same standard out of the box solution. And then you could really push the envelope in terms of creativity. Then, oh, absolutely. So we've done three D animation prototypes that you can see. As an example, we blew out a a brake assembly, so you could see how the screws go in, which direction coming back together. So just showing different opportunities to have learning take place beyond a, a point and click 
right. mm-hmm. um, experience. Are you playing around with virtual reality at all yet? Those are options. Absolutely. Because that's going to open up a whole new world, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just learning. Like I said, it's a disruptive environment, right? Um, in terms of the technology and the opportunities that that are presented. So I, I don't think there are really any limits to what you can do other than be a commitment to trying something different, uh, being willing to expand the experience for your stakeholders. And I, I would say without equivocation that Brett is is that guy. Uh, he's really willing to go to his, his, his folks and say, let's take another look at this. Let's right. see if there's another way that's more efficient, more engaging, and, and actually just will get us better outcomes uh, for trying a different approach. Yeah. And, and I think on the innovation side, you know, as we talk to our client groups, they're all about, oh, yeah, let's do something new. We want it to be fun. We want it to be creative. <laughs> uh, when it comes right down to it, it's, you know, when it's like, okay, well, here's a couple of ideas. And it's like, ah, it's a little too different. Yeah. You know, maybe we don't, you know, then it's like we want it creative, but we don't when yeah. it comes right down to doing it. So you, you kind of have to stick with it. You kind of have to push it a little bit and really. And you, and you have through. to have a, enough kind of confidence and trust that even if you overshoot, it's okay. You know, right. that's not like, a you know, that's not the end of the world. You know, we can kind of adjust to that. Absolutely. Right. And, and we could go to, you know, to Julie's team and say, you know, this is what we're thinking. Could we put together a prototype or a, just a straw model of just a couple of concepts, a couple of ideas, just so they can, you know, the concept is just kind of blowing them away. So right. let's yeah. show them something. Yeah. Uh, and that really helps when we can turn something around quickly and, and show them a, a prototype or something and say, look, this is what it could be. And it's like, oh, OK, well, that's that's not. As crazy as it, well, because a lot of times they <laughs> have a hard time visualizing it until you yeah. give them something. Right, right. So now, what's next for you guys? What What's on the horizon? Oh boy, <laughs> um, I think the I can't the, wait to see the virtual reality one with the glasses. Put the glasses right, on, the, right? Yeah, Oculus <laughs> Rift or whatever the technology. That, that would be pretty cool. I, actually, the 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 latest and greatest is tomorrow. Um, yeah. We're actually having some of the Xerox designers come on site, and we just uh, implemented a new learning content management system, and so we're doing some training. And so the new adventure is getting our our vendor partner in the LCMS with us, with our own in-house staff. Um, so is that, that part of your process normally, or is this a special occasion? Or no, this is a, a new tool um, a, from uh, IBM, and so it, it allows us to author content and have it in one uh, common repository. You can re- reuse it, resource it, re-export it in different ways. Um, so it's you know same principles, same type of content really, but the approach and working with it will be a little bit different. So. There'll be some new processes, some new adventures, some new challenges uh, with that technology, but we're looking forward to it because it really does allow us to kind of author once and then, you know, get it out in multiple formats or even use it for performance support, things like that, that we've always been pushing for. And as you know, it's a challenge trying to create six versions of something and maintain that over time, which we always have to maintain stuff. (laughs) Always. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the next, that's kind of the next big adventure with uh, our, our design team. Yeah. We're looking forward to, we have folks flying in from mm-hmm. all parts. All parts. All parts to come and participate. And I think that's just, you know, one of the hallmarks of the partnership. Um, we really try to move initiatives forward together collaboratively. Um, and this is going to be a big one. It's a big lift. Yeah. Very big. And then that'll be here in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. But you can, you have these kind of get-togethers all over. You can get to do this anywhere, right? Because you're both global. 
are there instances where the learning takes place, you know, outside of Atlanta? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you guys work hand in hand all over the globe. Yes. I mean, so I have team members internationally. Brett will, of course, with Delta, you guys are about 80,000 employees mm -hmm. still now globally. So you're having a very dis dispersed audience for mm -hmm. the learning experiences. So this is one of those wonderful moments where we fly <laughs> people backyard. in. Yeah. And we yeah. say, come to Atlanta, everyone. And, and we're going to sit down at Delta headquarters and, and, and go under the hood of this new tool. That's right. pretty yeah. There's some good stuff you can do virtually, but sometimes you just got to do a little hands-on face-to-face and that always helps build the partnership too, having sure. a little contact so that they're not all just mystery voices on the other end of the phone. Well, good stuff. Well, thank you both for being part of the show today. You bet. And, and Leanne, thank you for bringing them. Oh, you're welcome. Any last words for your uh, consultant appreciation month? Where is there anything on your website they should go look at? Actually, no, it's not on our website. We're contacting all the consultants. Personally. Personally. Because that's how you guys go. That's right. And then on the website, there are some of your webinars and all that good stuff. Yes, we have recorded webinars from the last two years that are informational for consultants and clients alike. All right. Well, thank you for being part of the show. And thanks to our guests today, Brett Rose and Julie Johnson. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Learning Insights. Go weeks down, 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 down.